Hi, everybody. Welcome to Way 55 with your host, Chi Ori. I hope everybody's week has been fantastic as we get ready for Halloween, okay? You can see my pumpkin in the background and my little candy and um, Indian corn, which I love to kind of put up and decorate the house and around the plants. But anyway, I hope everyone's tuning in to hear what we have to talk about today. Uh, today's guest is going to be a little different this program. Uh, maybe about a month ago, we had a guest on our show, uh, the male lupus warrior, uh, Emmett Henderson. However, now I have a woman lupus warrior and her name is Jennifer Evan Green. And she has been battling lupus and she's gonna talk to us a little bit about her journey as well. And afterwards, we're gonna kind of both coordinate our time and talk about what she wants to do and what I want to do in the future. So we have some plans that we can come together. Okay, so hi, let me welcome my guest, Jennifer. How are you today? Thank you. I'm doing well. I appreciate you having me on. Um, I've had lupus for over 25 years now. And so I was diagnosed very young and um, went through like a lot of people who end up getting diagnosed with lupus, went through several dismissals from the doctors because they looked at me and I was young and looked healthy. And so they were like, ah, I don't think anything's wrong. And um, passed me on to the next person. And um, finally, I found out, actually, right before I was supposed to go into first surgery, I found out that I did have lupus. And um, it was kind of confirmation of something that I already felt in my gut. Um, because I knew there was something autoimmune going on. Um, and so it kind of was confirmation, not really a shock. Um, but what started early was a lot of chest pain from pleurisy and pericarditis. Then um, in, I think I was in my mid twenties when I, one night I was at home with my husband and I forgot his name. And, um, and my dad was there too. And it scared both of them really badly. So we, we got in to see my rheumatologist and they said, you're having TIAs. Um, so, and which the funny thing is it, you can have TIAs or blood clots if you have a congenital hole in your heart. Well, I had been to a cardiologist and they had said my heart looked perfect. Um, it turns out they were wrong and I did have a hole in my heart. And that's wow. why I was having TIAs in my 20s. And we didn't find out about this hole in my heart until four years ago, because four years ago, I had three strokes, um, massive strokes. And it was what happened was three blood clots had traveled through the hole in my heart to my brain. And it caused grand mild seizures, which I never had at the exact same time as the strokes. And so I ended up shattering my shoulder 
and ended up getting a titanium shoulder replacement while I was in the hospital. They figured out that it was the strokes. And they said it's very unusual to have the, the blood clots go to your brain and cause seizures and strokes at the same time. But lucky me. <laughs> um, and so um, following recovery from the strokes is pretty significant recovery because you have to, I mean, like I, I couldn't do simple math. And um, luckily I was not paralyzed on one side. I, I did have to do a lot of physical therapy for my shoulder my right on my right side, but um, and I had to do some um, some occupational therapy and that sort of thing um, just to get my brain back working working right. Um, and so, you know, it was kind of funny that kind of served as a wake up call because when I realized that I'd come that close to death and I'd been spared, I was like, God's got me here for a reason. So I got to figure out what that is. <laughs> and so after, um, so after my recovery, I returned to college and completed the degree that I had dropped out medically. Medic I had done a medical withdrawal my first time around because I got sick with lupus. So I was able to go back and finish my degree and get a degree in psychology. So I'm hoping to be able to help people like us. That sounds wonderful and i am so happy to have a, a story like this this is a live story everyone it's not as easy as it may sound for anyone to sit here and talk about themselves tragedies and things that have happened to them so we want to welcome her to thank her so much for sharing this part of her life um i want to also welcome her to ask her, please, do you mind to share another story that you think would be more potential or positive to help someone? How would they be able to identify lupus? Okay. Um, my first signs that I had lupus at all were abnormal labs, like really, really, really low white count. And actually, when they first saw this really low white count, um, it was the summer I was planning my wedding. And so my mom had me call, call the nurse and say, well, what does a low white count usually indicate? And they said, well, we really don't want to scare you. And my mom was insistent. We want to know what. And they said, well, you could have cancer or you could have AIDS. And which my mother was horrified, as you can imagine. And so we immediately went and did an AIDS test, which I hadn't been exposed to it. So I kept telling my mother, my mother was worried. She was worried that it was AIDS or that it was like leukemia. And I kept saying, well, it's not AIDS. Let's just make sure it's not cancer. Um, but I wasn't really, I mean, other than achiness, I wasn't really having any symptoms. But then when it, but then when it hit and I started getting the pleurisy and started getting the costochondritis, I, I'll tell you, I kind of shut down and turned inward and I didn't leave my house for a long time. I didn't, I had gained a lot of weight. I lost my hair. I had this bright rash across my face. So anytime I would walk into the grocery store, I'd immediately be beet red. And so I just didn't even want people to see me. 
And so I kind of became a recluse for a while and was not doing anything to help myself or other people. Until? Until four years ago, waking up and hearing, well, we figured out that it was a stroke. I mean, they, I, I came really close to dying, <laughs> really close. They were, um, you, you know, the drug that Michael Jackson um, ended up killing Michael Jackson, propofol. Yeah. They were, they were shooting because the seizures wouldn't stop. They were shooting entire vials of propofol into me. And I had like a 105 degree fever. So they sh had cut my clothing off and packed me in ice. Wow. Um, in the ER. Wow. But that, so that changed is, my perspective. Yeah, that definitely will. And that's also a perspective for you to be thankful for, one, that you're on this show and more people will hear about you and know what you do. And can you give people, if they wanted to talk with you and learn more about it, or if they are struggling themselves with an autoimmune system deficiency, or anything along that line, you may want to give her a call because she is a professor and she does have a psychology degree. So please share something for my audience that they can contact you. If you're listening to this and you're and you have any kind of an autoimmune condition, you can send me a friend request, and I would love to be your friend. And then you can private message me or we can even chat. We can video chat because I'd love that's really um, one of the reasons that I wanted to get the degree in psychology is because I felt like there's a whole group of us that can really benefit from having somebody that under, has been through it and understands what it's like. So they're not just talking from their book knowledge, but they also know from their heart what it's like. Wonderful. Now her name, I'm going to say it slowly, is Jennifer Evans Green. And that's who you want to try to get in touch with. Reach out to her on either Facebook or Instagram. Instagram. And then at that particular point, she will be happy to, you know, be your friend, connect with her, and she will be happy, more than happy to get to know everyone especially to, to give you some support. And moving right along, we have some questions that I wanted to ask her that I prepared. So let me get my questionnaire ready here. And are you ready, Jennifer? Sure. Okay. The first question that I have for her is, do you approve on taking lupus medication? Yes or no? I think that that one is so individualized because lupus is the same, but it's different for each of us. We're all, all of us have our bodies attacking our bodies, but I think that some, some people have less serious disease than others. And I think that if like you're in kidney failure, that sort of thing, that there are times that it's definitely necessary. Definitely. I do agree with that because my kidney medication was almost 500 to $1,000 for that particular pill because that's the pill that they give to kidney transplant patients to rebuild your kidneys back up. So that was very expensive. And thank you for sharing about that question. I have a few more. 
The second question is, would you consider using a holistic method or an alternative method? Yes or no? Would I consider or? Yes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Consider, would you consider using for lupus a holistic method or another alternative method? Yes or no? Actually, yes. Um, my rheumatologist now is a naturopath, but he has he trained in New Orleans um, on almost exclusively lupus patients. And um, so I feel like he has kind of a more holistic um, view on treating lupus and I'm comfortable with that. All right, that's wonderful. The next question is, this is kind of personal, so answer it truthfully if you can. While having intimacy, has it made lupus better or worse in your intimacy area? Okay, I'll, good question. Um, I'll say that I don't think the lupus has impacted that. I do have endometriosis, though. And what is that, please? Endometriosis is when the lining inside your uterus it grows outside of your uterus onto your other organs, like your ovaries and even your bladder and places like that. So that can cause intimacy to be painful. Okay, thanks for sharing that. And I have like maybe three more questions coming. Uh, this one is now about, I am currently working on a lupus ebook and I'd like to know, would you be interested in promoting it or being involved with it in the upcoming future? Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, there you go, audience. I've got one person on board already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next question is also, um, same thing, would you be interested in sharing some of your lupus stories uh, that I could write about and publish as well? Absolutely. You have operation. See you guys. I've got somebody else here to publish already. I don't know what you guys are waiting for, but she already publishing here. Okay. <laughs> and the last question is, I'm working on a candlelight visual coming up in February. It's called F9Y, the 9th of February, 2021, uh, Remembrance Day virtual for people that has had lupus and passed away. I would love oh. for you to be a part of that visual. So we would just light a candle in our hand and present it on the same time, whatever time that may be, just to take that picture and post it either on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or you can even email it to me to show remembrance of that particular person, that people that have passed away from lupus. And it is a handful, by the way. This is a not a predictable disease. And many people that have lupus, myself included, which it was dormant in my body for several years. So when you finally find out about it, sometimes it can be too late. So let's keep that in mind. But would you be interested in participating in the Remembrance Day for Lupus, uh, candlelight visual that you just will light a candle during your time frame and post it on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram? Absolutely, I'll do that. 
Well, I have the most wonderful guest here today, everyone. <laughs> I am so glad this particular guest. And um, what would you like to just share something else with my audience while we wrap this up, Jennifer? Sure. Um, I would just like to share that if you get a diagnosis, it is not, it does not immediately equate to a death sentence. You can have a good life even post-diagnosis. And it's all about, you. It's we have to have a good attitude and look for the opportunities where we can reach out and help one another. And like, I love this podcast. This is building community. And that's what we, everybody needs. Absolutely. And I thank you very much for that. Although my podcast is a very uh, unique podcast because usually I do a, a forecast for the collective, whoever is going to, but not today, but over the weekend, when Friday comes tomorrow, I'll do another weekend forecast and see what the tarot cards and the uh, cards have to say about our weekend. But today I'm not doing that, I'm interviewing today. But that's what I normally do to just tap into my collective and see, oh, you know, what the frequency or the energy frequency is. So. But I'm so happy that she's flexible. And so we are discussing this topic today, which is uh, learning about lupus and having lupus. And if you could be possibly a person that's walking around with lupus, because a lot of people don't get a test specifically for that. So I would recommend if you, when you do see your regular doctor, to just ask them to give you an ANA test sometimes and see what's happening with your blood. And then you can be safe that it, you won't get into your old age and you'll find out later and now go into some kind of depression, which I had to deal with for a long time to pick myself back up. I hear you. I'm so thankful that I came out of that and here I am today to talk about it and to testify and to help out with other people to answer their questions. So with that in mind, if you have any questions, don't feel free to you know, give me a call or reach out to me on my website, chioripublishing.biz or chioripublishing at gmail.com. And I'll get happy, more than happy by, by the way, to get back with all of you. And I want to thank my sponsor, Chiori Publishing, of course, for having us here for us to just create what we have been creating. And we hope to bring more creative projects to the community now, as well as the community out in the Midwest and um, out in Arizona. So thank you to my guests. And thank I look you. forward to seeing you again. And until then, have a cozy day, everyone. Bye for now. Chiori.